Peace, power, and prosperity, family. This is Amir, the Chicago crypto hustler, Bitcoin block bully, coming to you once again with an early riser show of coffee and crypto. We go through not only the top 20 coins in the market, we take a look at the biggest gainers, the biggest losers. We go and actually check out some of the updated, most updated crypto news, and we do a little bit of charting and a little bit of last Q&A, family. How we doing out there? January 24th, 2019. It is 9 a.m. Chicago time. We're going on 9, 10 a.m. Chicago time. Um, this is episode, I think, maybe episode eight, I believe, of Coffee and Crypto, uh, beginning of 2019. And this is my first podcast. So we are, I am recording live right now, the podcast, and it'll be uploaded later on for anyone who just wants to ride and listen to it and not actually have to utilize the Facebook uh, app or a page or whatever the case may be. So as we can see, looking all across the markets at Coin360.com, we have um, pretty much a red day. Is what I'm seeing after a marvelous maybe what two weeks worth of crypto pumps, at least a week worth of pumps, at least a week week worth of pumps in the crypto space. So we're having a bit of a pullback right now. If we go take a look at uh, Coin Market Cap. What we got 120 billion. We've been pretty much stuck around that 120 billion. Now what's been fluctuating is the million dollar uh, marks. So we were at what 560, 506, and then went to 760, then down to four, and right now we got 123 million. So starting off today, we got 120 billion, 123 million, 461,139 dollars uh, within the mark uh, cryptocurrency market cap per coin market cap. That is. Now we got a 24-hour volume of 15 billion 681 million 586,886 dollars. We got a BTC dominance of 52.4 percent, and right now per coin market cap, there's over 2,116 different cryptocurrencies out there, and over 16,344 different uh, current um, different markets for you to shop on. So what I'm gonna do real quick, Grand Rising, what's going on, brother uh, Polo? You back out here? You still in the? Uh, you still out there in Hawaii? How you living, man? How you living? Uh, hold on. Let me, let me, uh, if I can, family, real quick, let me go ahead and share this over to the IG family. Let me share this on my IG. Uh, oh, hold on. There we go. Let me share this over to the Instagram family. I'm not, hold on. That's the wrong one. That was yesterday's. Hold on. I'm trying to actually share this out real quick, but for some reason, I'm um, meeting a little bit of resistance, supporting resistance, you already know. So what we're going to do, our first thing I'm going to go over, for those that may just be tuning in, I was showing people how you can utilize, for anyone that has Bitcoin and doesn't really know, like, okay, how do I spend this stuff now? I mean, not only do they have a number of different websites where you can easily go spend Bitcoin for flights, hotel rooms. Um, Amazon even accepts Bitcoin uh, in the form of a gift card. In fact, interesting. Let me show y'all a website real quick called Purse.io. I uh, looked at this website once before. I don't think anybody paid attention. This right here is Purse.io. Hold on, let me go to the main main page. And what this is, is a platform that gets you um, up to 15 plus percent discount on Amazon and you can shop with Bitcoin and Bitcoin cash. Now, the incentive is that whatever items you may be looking on for Amazon, you can utilize your cryptocurrency and you would come on this platform or this website and you would look up that item and see if there was an individual that is able to get that item for you at a cheaper price than what it is being sold for on uh, on Amazon. So you see they got some, let me see, leading edge tech. What do they got down here? So they got the all new Kindle Paperwhite. On Amazon, it's $129. You can get it here for $123.49 in BTC. They got the Echo Dot for $29.99. You can get it here for $28.49. The Fire 7 tablet with Alexa, they got it online on Amazon for $49.99. You can actually grab it up here for $47.49. They got the Roku Express going right now at 29 even on Amazon. You can get it here at 27.55. Um and also they have the updated 2018 version. Um I don't know what the hell it is, but it's uh 11.99 online, 11.39 here. They got books for cryptocurrency. They have laptop uh and a laptop accessories also. Let me see what kind of deals we got here. 
You can get a uh, let me see. They got a Samsung Chromebook for $183 on Amazon, right? But you can come here and get it for $174.79. So let's see. I wonder. Let's see. Let's check and see how true these prices are real quick. Let's 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 do a check real quick. This is before we even get started off with the show or anything. I just want to show people how you're actually able to utilize cryptocurrency. That's what I want to show y'all. So give me one second. I mean, let me go ahead and get this pulled up real quick. Let's see. Let's go on Amazon. What do we got here? Um, high performance HP 15 inch. 15, okay, high performance HP 15 inch, AMD 7A6, let's see, what was that, high performance HP, um, is this it right here, AMD 7.6, yep, let's see what we got going on here, let's make sure that was the right one. AMD 737867310 core. Yep. So they saying they're saying it's 296.23 on Amazon. That's what purse.io was saying. They're saying they can get it for you for $281. Let's slide over to Amazon and see exactly how much it's going. Wow. Yeah, and that's a markdown price of $334. So it is $296. Well, I guess the proof is in the pudding, then, right, family? I guess the proof is in the pudding. So two ninety six on Amazon right now, right? Two ninety six on Amazon. Come over here on on purse.io. You can get it for two eighty one, and that's utilizing Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash. So, like I say, the best way to either back something or debunk it is to research it. You know what I mean? Like I said, that sounded like a good idea. You know, come over here, spend your Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and, you know, get it at a markdown price. But are we really getting it at a markdown price? And, I mean, just off top, looking at the very first one they have available, I can say, yeah, you're getting it at a mark markdown price. So, that's, uh, that's actually key. I like that. I like that. As far as moving forward with cryptocurrency adoption, Bitcoin adoption anyways. So, let me see. I guess the first story that I believe will come with is the ETF withdrawal. Now, in my humble opinion, that was just the United States waiting to hear, for the most part, waiting to hear about this ETF thing. You know what I mean? The SEC or whatever company out here passing the ETF has absolutely nothing to do with an individual, we'll say in Uganda, wanting to send funds peer-to-peer, um, -peer, you know, totally decentralized between him and another individual located somewhere in Zimbabwe, right? I don't think that the approval or non-approval of an ETF within the United States has anything to do with that transaction, that decentralized transaction that those two individuals are trying to do. You know what I mean? So there's individuals or... You know, certain places that, you know, were rooting for this and were saying that this is the push that we needed in order for. And that I'm going to be honest with you. That just comes from the looking at it through the greedy eyes. Oh, I want the price to go back to 20000 So we need this ETF to be approved. As far as what Bitcoin was made for being a, a means of exchange between two individuals and a store of value. This has absolutely nothing to do with that, in my humble opinion. But we're going to get on with the story. Um, it's actually a couple stories on here I wanted to bring. The CBOE exchange withdrawals proposal for Van X Solid X Bitcoin ETF. The U.S. government shut down derailed Bitcoin ETF talk, says Van Eck. And the Bitcoin price defends 3500 after the CBOE pulls ETF proposal, which is very, very, very important when we look at the fact that a lot of individuals thought this was the the smoking gun of bitcoin so now that it's been withdrew and they're not looking to do it anymore why has bitcoin not went down to zero you know what i mean why has it not been i mean totally i mean we've seen crashes before flash crashes bitcoin just you know all of a sudden dump why has it not been dumped yet man that's some good tea right there man hold on uh give me one second all right right what I'm doing is uh, just sharing this off on my uh, Instagram page real quick. Just sharing this off on my Instagram page real quick. 
There we go. All right, so getting into the first story. And then we're going to do the stories, knock these stories out, then we'll get over to the countdown. Let me see. The CBOE exchange withdraws proposal for the Van X Solid X Bitcoin ETF. The CBOE BZX exchange has withdrawn a proposed rule change that, if approved, would clear the way for a Bitcoin exchange traded fund backed by VanEck and SolidX. In a notice published Wednesday, U.S. Securities and Exchange, U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission of the SEC Deputy Secretary Eduardo Elman wrote that the CBOE BZX exchange had pulled its proposal rule change, which would have allowed it to list shares of the VanEck SolidX Bitcoin Trust if approved. I'm telling y'all, it's all about trust, man. Y'all not even catching these alley oops that they giving y'all. Um, the exchange filed its withdrawal on January 22nd. The proposal was filed last June when, Jan, when Van Eck, an investment firm, teamed up with financial services provider Solid X to provide a physically backed Bitcoin ETF. Which, when you really, 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 really look at it, it can't be physically backed because there is no physical Bitcoin. Aha. Uh-huh. To the market, other such proposals would have relied on Bitcoin futures contract rather than the cryptocurrency's price itself. The SEC delayed any decision on the proposal a number of times, asking for public comment and taking meetings with proponents. The regulator faced a final decision deadline of February 27th. With the note, while the notice itself did not provide a reason for the withdrawal, some securities lawyers speculated that the ongoing government shutdown only within the United States. Well, now, there's a lot going on around the world. Let me not even say that, but they're speaking, speaking on within the United States Corp. Um, they said that the government shutdown would result in the ETF being denied as no staffers at the SEC are able to review the proposed rule change. Wow. See, do, do y'all understand and get what they're saying right now? They're basically telling you that there's not enough um, people at work or we don't have enough employees in order to even look at this thing to get it passed. These are some of the downfalls, if you, you know, saying if you want to call it that, of you know this government shutdown. Um, in an email, Van Eck, director of digital asset strategy, Gaber Gerbox, told CoinDesk that the filing has been temporarily withdrawn. We are actively working with regulators and major market participants to build appropriate market structure frameworks for a Bitcoin ETF and a digital asset in general. He said, Van Eck, uh, CEO. Jan Van Eck told CNBC early Wednesday that the proposal was being withdrawn and would be submitted at a later date following continued discussions with the SEC. Yet, those talks were essentially put on hold as a result of the ongoing partial government shutdown in the U.S. We were engaged in discussions with the SEC about the Bitcoin-related issues, custody, market manipulation, prices, and that had to stop. And so instead of trying to slip through or something, we just had the application pulled and we will refile with the SEC gets going again. Um, he told the network. And I actually posted that very video on my um, that very interview on my Instagram, uh, on my Facebook uh, by way of Instagram. Uh, in a previous interview with Coindesk, attorney Ethan Silver, chair of the of the broker deal practice at Lowenstein Sandler, explained that. If the SEC were first to forced to deal with the proposal, they would sooner deny it than be than deny it than be put in a position where it approved on the technicality. So basically, they're saying that if they were trying to push it through right now, while the SEC is basically at its weakest, not having the amount of um, not having the amount of what's the word I'm looking for, the amount of push that they need. Should I say that, I mean, the amount of staff around to actually, you know, go through everything with a fine tooth comb. They're like, you know what, let's just pull it because it probably would have got flat out denied with nobody being there to really look at it. And the SEC is like, yeah, we probably, would, you know, I mean, not enough people here. So rather than us try to rush through and maybe pass something we didn't want it because we didn't have all the ads, you know, we probably just more than more than likely deny it. So moving on to the next story. Wow. And I was going to cover a couple of more of these stories, but it's just going to take more time. And they're basically uh, said enough in that one story. Um, the next one, why Bitcoin price barely moved following the CBOE's withdrawal of the ETF proposal. Now, what I'm going to do, because I, as many may know or may not know, I cannot see your comments as I'm reading and going live. So I'm going to come back over and check and see if we got any comments, any questions from any of your family. Um, let's see. See if we got any comments or questions from anybody within the family. And I haven't had a chance to share this out through the, uh, it's been a while since I've been engaged. Great rising. 
Grand Rising, Grand Rising. Uh, what's up, Miss Reed? How we doing? Peace, power, and prosperity. But I did not get a chance to share this out in any of the groups. Let me go ahead and share this out real quick. And if uh, the end of family can also, if you can, please share this out. Share this out. Share this out. Let me see. Pundi X. Um, boom, boom. Let me see. Crypto tutorials. Urban crypto. Bitcoin basics. So I'm just sharing this out to a couple of groups real quick. That's all. Just sharing this out to a couple of groups real quick, family. Before I really, really take off with the stories. Um, Bitcoin Investment Network. That's cool. Yep, yep. The Philippines. Yep, got to touch the Philippines. And Bitcoin We Trust, of course. There we go. And I think I may have this shared out to enough groups. Yeah, we have. All right. So by CNN.com uh, on January 23rd, the Chicago Board Options Exchange or the CBOE, Van Eck officially withdrew their Bitcoin exchange traded fund proposed ahead of its February deadline. Analysts expected a decline in the Bitcoin price following the withdrawal, given that the CBOE Van Eck Bitcoin ETF was arguably the most highly anticipated proposal to date. No visible impact on Bitcoin price. And that's a big ass smack to the face of everyone that thought that it was this big old holy thing that everyone needed and was waiting on. I'm telling y'all, Bitcoin will survive with or without regulation. That's one thing I want y'all to really comprehend. Ain't nothing stopping this train. There is nothing here that's going to stop the Bitcoin train from doing what it's going to do. Like I said, regardless of the, if the SEC approves or denies, it's not going to stop me from sending $5 from here to Africa, $5 from here to Australia, $5 from here to Antarctica, $5 from here to, to China, $5 from here to anywhere in the world. You know what I mean? That Them approving and not approving is not stopping that in its tracks any way, shape, or form. It's not. It ain't got nothing to do with it. Totally different ball game here. Uh, it goes on to say that uh, on CNBC's ETF Edge, Van Eck CEO uh, Jan Van Eck stated that the shutdown of the U.S. government forced the institution to pull out of its proposal. The lack of personal personnel at the commission prevented the continuation of discussions on various aspects of the BT Bitcoin ETF filing. We were engaged in discussions with the SEC about the Bitcoin related issues. Custody, blah, 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 he said all that. More than 12 hours subsequent to the withdrawal of the CBOE, the Bitcoin price has remained stable at 3500 Seemingly unaffected by it. Let's see. I could have swear it said it was around 3600 3592 So, yeah. Look, a 0.4 decrease? That's literally nothing. That is little to nothing, family. Let's go ahead and get on with the story. It goes on to say... Uh, Alex Kruger, a cryptocurrency analysis and economist, stated in an interview with the CNN, the lack of movement in crypto markets in the aftermath of the ETF pool's withdrawal either means that not enough investors care about the Bitcoin ETF proposal or key players in the market are yet to process the news. And I definitely don't agree with the latter, uh, that, that they have yet to process the news. Complete bullshit. That would have been news. That is news worldwide. They see that. It's not that big of a deal, I'm trying to tell y'all. Markets not re reacting means nobody cares anymore or keep players to not process the news, he said. Uh, considering that a significant amount of time has passed since the decision and Van Eck was released, it is highly likely that the cryptocurrency bear market may have led to an overall decline in interest and demand for the ETF. In the midterm, Kruger suggested that if the February 27th rejection of Van Eck Bitcoin ETF was priced in, which is possible because the probability of an ETF being approved by the U.S. Securities Exchange in the first quarter of 2019 has always been low, the withdrawal of the ETF may pose a positive impact on the trend of cryptocurrencies. He noted, bearishness is debatable. If the market had a February 27th rejection priced in, withdrawal could be bullish. Pay attention, family. Don't expect a Bitcoin ETF in 2019 and don't care about it. Historically, as with any other ETF proposal, the SEC has tended to wait for the, fir for the final deadline to approve an ETF. The commission does not have any incentive to rush the process of accepting an ETF proposal prior to its last deadline. Van Eck is set to file a new application upon the deter determination of the U.S. government shutdown, and it will reset the application's deadline to 240 days after the, the uh, initial submission. 
Bitwise, a cryptocurrency hedge fund, filed an application for a new Bitcoin ETF in Feb in January and remains at the large latest et at uh, uh it remains as the latest ETF filing. As such, if an ETF is approved in 2019, which is highly unlikely, the earliest possible time frame will be in the first quarter of this year. Hence, uh, Hester Pierce, a pro-crypto SEC commissioner, check that out, previously emphasized the approval of a Bitcoin ETF may take days or years with the potential time frame uh, and the potential time frame remains uncertain. Don't hold your breath. I do caution people to not live or die when a crypto or be oh man he tell y'all through the door look don't live or die when a bitcoin or crypto etf gets approved you all know what i am working on trying to convince my colleagues to have a bit more of an open mind when it comes to crypto i'm not as charming as other people pierce said and that was a mouthful right there that was a mouthful um like i said everyone for the most part has been waiting for this big bitcoin etf thing to be uh you know pushed through and approved and you know that'll open the door for mass adoption and big money but big money's been into this for years y'all be some damn fools if you think that i mean albeit yes there may be a couple of other um corpse or you know companies that may want to get in and may be waiting for the ETF, but it's not stopping these big companies from buying up Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple. It's not. Don't don't let them even fool y'all to even think that. And these, once again, these are just my humble opinions right here, family. I'm not any type of uh crypto guru. I'm not a I'm you know I'm not on 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 CNBC or anything. You know, I've just been, you know, looking at this computer nonstop and researching for the past maybe two years now. Um but, you know, with that being said, leading into our next story, let me see if make sure we don't have any other questions coming through. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Peace, power, and prosperity. What's going on, Elias Cruz? What's going on? Grand rising, my brother. Man, how's the information been treating you lately? How's the book? Um, is it helpful in any way, shape, or form? Family, if y'all can, please give Elias a warm welcome. Give Elias a warm welcome to the uh, family. You know, he's uh, new to the crypto space. He recently purchased a copy or donated for a copy because I don't sell anything. He recently donated for a copy of the uh, puzzle. And, you know, I'm awaiting him getting ready for the consultation that he will get free of charge just for that 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 donation. Um, just welcome him to the family, to the crypto space. Meet you. What's going on, cuz? What's the word? Over here getting this digital bread. Boy, y'all better put y'all thinking caps on. Quit messing with that fiat. Pieces of paper. Niggas taking big risk out here for pieces of paper that ain't worth the paper it's printed on, cuz. Um, start holiday. Oh, talk to tomorrow. Uh, I got tomorrow on the train. Um, let me see. Going into the next. Uh, and this right here goes into a lot of law that I study. Y'all already know I study contract law to the fullest. Unified. Uh, the Uniform Commercial Codes. Um, trust law. Irrevocable trust. And when we look at the way that smart contracts work and somehow some of the white papers for some of these blockchain texts are written up, I see trust documents all in them. I see, I see the verbiage. I see the wordplay, the whole nine yards. So we're getting, getting into a story where um, they're telling you smart contracts don't necessarily disrupt traditional contract law, experts argue. And that right there is key, meaning that if we're knocking out the middleman when it comes to me having to do a contract with anybody, it's a new day and age when it comes to us being able to utilize or not utilize third parties when, you know, coming into an agreement with a second person or another party. It goes on to say blockchain based smart contracts and all uh, indubitably fall subject to private international law. Look, I keep telling y'all, you got to study international law. Man, this should be look. The more you learn, the more you're able to unlock within your mind when you start reading certain things and seeing certain things, symbolism, wordplay, um, it makes so much more sense than you just reading something with a mundane reading level. The average American only has a third grade reading level. These are just the facts, family. If you, if, if you grew up and your whole concept of the word people was a person like you and me, that's evident enough. And, and especially when we live in a commercial world especially within the United States corporation. If that's your common comprehension of that word, you only get a third grade understanding level of how the world works. So I mean, you got to open up your mind. It's gonna, these words are going to start making may, way more uh, sense to you. But anyways, it goes on to say, blockchain-based smart contracts indubitably fall subject to private international law, a legal expert has argued in a post published at Oxford University's business law blog today, January 23rd. Um... Crypto go hard or go home crew. Hey, hey, that's what it is, ain't it? Um, 
whoever his name, uh, Gisela Rule, a professor of private international law and co-director of the Center for European Studies at the Frederick Schiller University in Jena, Japan, uh, ah, Jena, Germany, entitled her analysis, The Law Applicable to Smart Contracts, or Much Ado About Nothing. As the title implies, the report argues that the presumed friction between smart contracts and established legal precedent may be over-exaggerated. She opened the argument with the observation that the initial hopes that smart contracts will free the exchange of goods and services from national laws do not seem to come true. Indeed, the classic question of contract law arises also when parties enter into a smart contract. Hey, Brother Riley, you already know where we're going with this, bro. This right here is like mind-blowing for anyone that studies public and private. You understand what I mean? For anyone that studies any type of international law, contract law, UCC codes, um, um, trust law. When you get to reading these these documents and you get to seeing what they're talking about, it's like, damn, breath of, breath of fresh air, if you know what I mean. And just like that, all other contracts, smart contracts, demand that the law answers them. The decision, uh, the decisive question, therefore, is not whether smart contracts are subject to the law, but rather to which law they are subject to. Whoo, man. Hey, I wish Brother Yusuf L right now could be listening to this, Brother Riley, because this right here, this is shit I, 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 I want the brother to actually get into and start looking at. Real interesting, right? Uh, she goes on to say, focused on the European context, contending that there can be little doubt that the EU or the Europe Euro's uh, European Union's core legal provision for civil and commercial contractual obligations, the 2008 Rome One regulation, does in fact apply to smart contracts. She did, however, concede one notable qualification. The fact that Rome One applies to contractual obligations in a legal sense and therefore applies not to the smart contract as such. Ah, this is where that wordplay comes into play, Brother Riley. Noting that smart contracts are typically merely a piece of software or program code that controls, monitors, or documents the execution of a contract that has been concluded elsewhere, she argued that Rome One applies instead to the contract with which the code facilitates. Hey, check it out. So it ain't the contract, it ain't the smart contract itself it's what's written within the smart contract is what they looking at mm. only in instances where the smart contract itself god i can't make this shit up it's hard program to be legally binding i.e where the contract is comprehensively and exclusively embodied in the soft, soft software code and family i don't read these stories before i bring them to you i'm reading these for the first times as i'm reading them to y'all i set up i get my thing ready to go live i go look at what stories i want to read i see a good headline okay i'm rocking with it you know what i mean so I'm reading all this for the first time right along with you. Um, where the contract is comprehensively and exclusively embodied in the software code or where software is used for the contract's actual, actual conclusion, would Rome 1 directly apply to the smart contract as such? Uh, blah, 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 blah. She made further reference to a key provision under Rome 1, the principle of party autonomy. This principle, remember what he always says, bro, it's always about principle. It's always about principle. That's why I posted the Maxims of Law last night on my IG page. Hey, Brother Riley, have you been on the Maxims of Law page? Ooh, man, Charlie, boy. You got to go check that out. You got to go check that out, man. The Maxims of Law something totally. I'm, 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 I may give y'all a sneak peek of the Maxims of Law. Man, heat. Um, anyways, it goes on to say this principle she outlined allows parties, regardless of their territorial or national connections, to submit their contract to the law of their choice. The law of their choice. Check, man. According to Dr. Rule, this principle can offer much needed legal certainty for smart contracts, given that these function in a digital and often decentralized context. Professor Rule's arguments align with comments made by experts on the other side of the Atlantic. Last fall, the United States Commodity Futures Trading Commission, or the CFTC Commissioner Brian Quantrance, criticked the well-known crypto edge code as law. Uh, whatever his name argued that even though smart contracts may complicate existing frameworks and question of accountability, they nonetheless fall subject to regulations to particular existing legal precedents. I'm going to tell y'all something. With the emergent smart contracts, lawyers are scared. I remember reading two years ago where they wanted to utilize Ethereum smart contracts. I think it was like, man, what was it? It was a group of lawyers that was like, hell no. Let me see if I can find that story. Hold on. When I seen that, I'm like, damn, why they? And I had to think about it, like, ah, oh, okay, let me see. Um, let me see. 
2018. Nah, this story was, man, years ago. Years ago. I wish I could find the story, man. I might have to go back and watch one of my old lives to find it. But, uh, family, that was your uh, cryptocurrency news for the first half hour. Um, we're going on 940 right now. We're probably going to be running to about 1010. So next thing we're going to get into is the top 20 coins. We got any questions so far? Any questions? Any comments? Um, the law of their choice. Hey, you caught it too, brother Riley. You caught it too. So right now, looking across the board right now, we got pretty much red markets. Bitcoin down 0.3%. Ripple down 0.4%. Ethereum down 1.2%. Uh, Litecoin down 0.07%. XLM, which is Stellar Lumens, down 1.8%. Damn, they're 2% losses. ADA down 1.7%. BNB down 1.6%. Let's go ahead and take a look at these a little bit closer. Let me go ahead and refresh. Right now, we got $119,920,828,665 in the market cap. Let's refresh to see if that number jumps at all for us. So, yeah, $119,904,626,580 in the market cap right now. Coming in at number one, we got Big Bang Hang Bitcoin trading at $3,593, and it's down. 0.3% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number two, we got two. We got Ripple or XRP trading at 31 cent, down 0.3% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number three, we got Ethereum trading at $117, down 1.2% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number four, we got Bitcoin Cash trading at $129. Down 1.6% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number five, we got EOS coming in at $2.43. Down 0.6% within the last 24 hours. Now, I am going to tell y'all this. Yes, they are, brother. Terrified of this space. It will put middlemen out of business. Facts. 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 Um, Family, these dips that you're seeing right now, these are the times that you want to be buying cryptos. Not when everything is in the green. When everything is in the green is when everybody is pretty much getting ready to sell to everyone is going to be buying late. Just so y'all know that. So pay attention to this dip that's going on right now. It could last for a day. could last for a week. I mean, hell, it could last for a month, but... The way crypto's been rocking and the volatility we've been having, definitely keep your eyes on some of these nice dips. Coming in number five. No, we did five. Coming in number six, Tether, which is a cryptocurrency equivalent to the United States dollar or one of them, which is um, now known as a stable coin. I can remember when there was nothing but Tether. There was really no more options for you to uh, stabilize your, your dollar amount. Now you got Tether, which is true uh, USDT, United States dollar Tether. You got true USD. You got USDC. You got Gemini dollar. It's a, uh, you got Paxos. It's a number of the, uh, different stable coins in the market right now. Uh, but number six, trading at $1.01, down 0.1% within the last 24. Coming in at number seven, we got Stellar Lumens. Stellar Lumens right now trading at $0.10, cent, down 1.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number eight, we have Litecoin. Litecoin holding gains of $32.20, up 0.04% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number nine, we got Tron. Tron right now trading at two pennies, family. Two pennies. Down 0.03% within the last 24, which is really nothing. I'm going to tell y'all something. Anything after the first decimal point when you're looking at percentages is pretty much like crumbs. So Bitcoin's only down 0.3%. Ripple's only down 0.3%. Ethereum's down 1.2%. Uh, Bitcoin Cash down 1.6%. EOS is only down 0.6%. These aren't even 1% losses that we're seeing across the market right now. Well, some of them. Bitcoin SV, which is on uh, Binance's Bitcoin Cash SV, trading at $74.45, down 1.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 11, we got Cardano. Cardano right now at $0.04, cent, down 1.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 12, we got Binance Coin. Binance trading at $6.49, down 0.7% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number, what was I just at? Binance. Oh, IOTA. Coming in at number 13, IOTA. And family, Binance. If you do not have Binance in your portfolio and you're trading on the Binance exchange market, you are dead wrong. If you do not hold at least one Binance coin in your portfolio to take care of those trading fees that you're doing over there, you are dead wrong and you're playing the game wrong. Family, Binance coin on the Binance exchange market gives you a discounted fee on any and all trades. Coming in at number 13, we got IOTA trading at $0.29, cent, down 2.5% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 14, Monero, another one is holding this games. $45.59, up 0.1% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number 15, we got Dash, another privacy coin, trading at $73.06, down 0.6% within the last 24 hours. Now, family, let me let you know this. Even though I'm going through these um, and I'm giving you a dollar amount, the majority of these, the dollar amount is really only dictated on the amount of BTC that it actually costs to buy the um, or trade the currency against. Because within the crypto world, BTC is king. I'm going to say that again. Within the crypto world, BTC is king. You have to comprehend everything does not run off the United States dollar. So everyone is not over here looking at it. Oh, Dash is $73. What about people in Russia that use rubles? 
What about people in Japan that use yen? What about people in Africa that use denarii? You understand what I mean? What about people in Mexico that use the peso? The, it, the, the United States dollar is not the ruling factor when it comes to cryptocurrency. We just look at it like that because of our limited view of the world. And, you know, that's as far as we can look at it. The, 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 well, not me. I look at it totally different than that. I could give two shits about the fiat uh, conversion of it. I pretty much look at the BTC value of it. At the end of the day, BTC is what I'm long on. So BTC is what I want to accumulate. Now, when BTC swings up and down, yes, I do secure the dollar amount within it. But at the end of the day, I'm here to gain more BTC than anything. Because as BTC grows and so will my fiat dollar value grow. You understand what I mean? Or as the value of BTC, as the value of BTC grows versus world currencies, then so will my world currency value of BTC grow. Because I can go anywhere in the world right now with Bitcoin. Let me not say anywhere, but pretty much anywhere in the world right now with Bitcoin. And it's going to be Bitcoin no matter where I go, whether it's here to Africa, from Africa to China, from China to Australia, from Australia to uh, Russia, from Russia to Europe. You know what I mean? Is, is Bitcoin is going to be Bitcoin. What's going to change is the dollar value dependent on the country and the jurisdiction that I'm uh, within. You understand? You comprehend what I mean? Uh, coming in number 16, we got Neem. Neem right now, and I think a lot of people really can't really look at it like, man, as far out as they need to, and they need to. This is a world, this is a global currency. This is not to be confined within the small mind, mind capacity of the United States residents, the citizen, or the Congress, or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, coming in number 17, we got NEO. NEO at $7.66, down 0.1%. Coming in number 18, we got Ethereum Classic trading at $4.25, down 2.14%. Coming in number 19, we got Maker trading at $471.41, up 3.21%. Now let's keep tired. I ain't gonna keep talking about Maker. Coming in last but not least, we got USD Coin, another stable coin trading at $1.01. Right now it's down point, no, up point, uh, man, that's evened out. Now going a bit, little bit past, right? Going a little bit past. You overstand, my man. We got Zcash. Zcash right now coming in at number 21, and it's up 1.6%, trading at $53.76. Family, what I want to do now is I want to run through this in BTC value. Remember, if you're on Binance and you're trading, nine times out of 10, you're not trading. You're, number one, you're not trading USD versus Raven. So why would you look at a USD value in Raven when you're not trading USD versus Raven? Wouldn't you rather know the difference in BTC? Let's, let's, let's take a look at something real quick. Look at how much red we have versus USD. Look at the percentages, right? Watch how this changes when we go over to BTC. Ah, Ripple's only down 0.03% instead of damn near 0.3%. 003 is way different from 0.3. You see what I mean? Maker's actually up 3.57%. Zcash is actually up 2.3%. You see what I'm saying? Y'all see the misconception here? This is what you want to trade in. BTC. So I'm going to run through this real quick. Coming in at number one, you know, Bitcoin is even out because everything is versus Bitcoin. Coming in at number two, we got Ripple. And I'm going to tell y'all how you should be looking at this currency. It's not 0.000. Nah, these are Satoshis. Remember, I'm going to give you a quick crash course. Just like it takes 100 pennies to make $1, it takes 100 million Satoshis to make one Bitcoin. So Satoshis are the smallest denomination of the Bitcoin. So if you're trading in Bitcoins, and just like if we look at real quick, right? Check this out. This is the easiest comp. Man, I'm going to make it real simple for y'all. When you speak in USD, Ripple is 31 cents. You're not saying it's $0.31. No, it's 31 cents. You got that? 31 cents. And really, it's less than that because the American dollar itself is broken down into smaller financial increments. So, Ripple is 31 cents. 31 cents. Now, when we're speaking on Satoshis, right? Same energy, same concept. Ripple is 8,818 sats. It's down 0.03%. Ethereum is 3,257,174 sats, down 0.87%. Uh, Coming in number four, we got Bitcoin Cash. Bitcoin Cash trading at 3,593,366 Satoshis, down 1.2% within the last 24 hours. Coming in number five, we got EOS. EOS right now trading at 675, no, 6,000. 67,593 Satoshis, down 0.2% within the last 24 hours. Tether right now, now see, this is when we get into Tether, right? Tether right now is trading at 28,096 sats and it's up 0.1%. I'm going to say that again. Tether is trading at 28,096 sats and it's up 0.1%.
So when you're sitting in tether, that's why you see your, your bit BTC value either go up or go down with the fluctuation of Bitcoin itself. Coming in at number seven, we got Stellar Lumens. Stellar Lumens right now trading at $2,834, down 1.3% within the last 24 hours. Coming in at number eight, we got Litecoin. Litecoin right now trading at 895,940 sats, up 0.3% within the last 24 hours. If I'm losing anybody, tell me to slow down and try to get me to explain it. But I, I, I'm trying to give you all a real, real, real way you want to look at this fund, this money. This is the new money matrix. I fuck fiat. In fact, man, y'all, and I don't mean fuck F-U-C-K, I mean F-U-Q. Y'all can't wait till this land come out. Fuck fiat land, buy a Bitcoin. Watch, watch this. Watch what I do to this market. Watch what I do to this space. But that's my motto, fuck fiat. Not F-U-C-K, F-U-Q. Remember, I'm not, I'm not cursing here. Um, coming in at number 10, we got Bitcoin SV. Bitcoin, if, if you can't talk Satoshi's with me, we really ain't, I mean, I can only talk so much to you. I, I, I remember I used to tell my students that when I had the Bitcoin block huggers group. We talked Satoshi over here. We don't talk U.S. dollars. You know what I mean? We we part of that new money matrix for real. Tron right now coming in at 750 sacks, up 0.3%. Coming in at number 10, we got Bitcoin SV trading at 2,071,674 sacks, down 1.3%. Coming in at number 11, we got Cardano. Cardano right now trading at 1,194 sacks, down 1.4%. Coming in at number 12, we got Binance Coin. Binance trading at 180,647 sacks, down 0.4%. So now why, why am I going through this and what is the point of this? Well, if Binance is trading at 1,000 or 180,647 sats, if it goes from to 180,750 sats, then I'm in profit. That's the point of this. Because when each one of these numbers flip over, you're automatically in profit. The whole name of the game, family, is to add more Satoshis. That's the name of the game. Now, see, I lost a couple of uh, viewers, I guess, going through this with BTC. Well, they may just—it may not be—it may not have been that. It may just—they need to uh, move along. But anyways, let me go ahead and continue. Coming in at number thirteen, we got IOTA. IOTA right now trading at eight thousand one hundred and ninety sats, down two point two percent. Coming in at number fourteen, we got Monero. Monero right now trading at one million two hundred sixty-eight thousand six hundred and fifty sats, down point five percent within the last twenty-four hours. Coming in at number fifteen, we got Dash. Dash right now trading at two million thirty-three thousand two hundred and thirty-eight sats, down point nine percent within the last twenty-four hours. Coming in at number sixteen, we got Neem. And I don't, I don't hear no other Bitcoiners out there doing this with y'all. Running through this in BTC, letting y'all know how this really should go. I, I, if you got them, show them to me. Send me a link to their YouTube channel, whatever the case may be. But I don't see anybody bringing the information in the way that I'm bringing it right now. You draw? You know what I mean? At any time that anyone wants to. And I, and I also, um, man, family, this is going to be the year of reciprocity also. This is going to be the year of reciprocity. I'm going to see who really, really, really supports the Bitcoin block bullying and everything that I do. The information that I bring. Because I'm going to tell y'all like this. For any entrepreneurs out here, we really not affected by that government shutdown. But it is a trickle down effect. Because where employees are out of work, there's not enough. There's not that much money for people to use to invest with. You understand what I mean? It's always a trickle down effect that you got to look at. So those that are fending for themselves, especially those that give services. I was watching the um, uh, 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 Black Magic show last night with Brother Rich and Brother Blue. And the amount of jewels that was dropped in that show. And I could feel the brothers like, damn, where's the reciprocity at? Like, man, we, we go out our way to bring this information for free. I'm like, I'm some real, I ain't got to go live every day and do this. I don't. Who, who am I doing this for at the end of the day? Because I can come on here and look at these charts all by myself. I do this, number one, because I love the people and I want the people to get this information. But at the same time, at the same time, what do they call them? Poor, righteous teachers, right? How many of our teachers have gone out the door broke? That brought the information to the people and the people didn't show the reciprocity. So I'm telling you right now, 2019 is going to be the year of reciprocity. I'm going to be gauging a lot of the information that I bring against the reciprocity that I get back those who I bring it to. You comprehend what I'm saying? Coming in number 18, we got Ethereum Classic. Ethereum Classic trading at 118,254 sats, down 1.8% within the last 24 hours. Coming in number 19, we got Maker. Maker trading at 1 million. No. 10 million, no, I thought it was that 13 million, 118,368 sats, up 3.57% within the last 24 hours. And coming in last but not least, we got USD coin trading at 280, not 28,138 sats, up 0.4% within the last 24 hours. And now uh, we might go ahead and look at Zcash. Zcash right now trading at 1,496,049 sats, up 2.03% within the last 24 hours. You provide great content. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank everyone that's tuning in. Um, brother Chris, what's going on? Peace, power, and prosperity, brother. Grand Rising, how we doing? So, family, that was your top 20 coins in USD and BTC. Now, let's see who the top runners are, right? Let's see who the top runners are. 
Let's go back over to USD, though, because that's what everybody knows. So, top 100 coins in the market right now. Top 100 coins in the market. We got Holo coming in at 35% gains within the last 24 hours. Number two out of the top 100 coins, Pundi X, family. Come on now. Who brought Pundi X when it was 12 Satoshis when we were covering it extensively? Who went and entered any positions? Let's see. What is it trading? Let's see. And BTC is trading at 14 sats right now, up 12.57% within the last 24. Cold man in the UK. I was cold in Chicago too, my brother. Definitely cold in Chicago too. So let's see. Top runners right now. Uh, we're going on 9.54. I got about maybe 10 to 15 more minutes live, family. If we got any questions out there, if we got any questions that you want to ask, please ask them. Um, any coin requests that we may have out there. Let's see. Uh, look, DGD still on the list, up 1.8%. DGD, I, I, hey, look, I gave y'all some jewels yesterday. GVT, DGD. I mean, it ain't even so much of me telling people what to buy or what coins to be interested in. I just show you the shit that I'm interested in and the stuff that I'm interested in ends up popping off. That's it. That's all in a nutshell. Whatever force drives me to lurk in certain cryptocurrencies, because like who, who else? Let's just be honest. Out of the whole cryptocurrency space, before I said anything about it, who ever told y'all about a Nexus coin? Who ever said anything about a Nexus coin? You know what I mean? DGD only has 2 million coins. In fact, today, I'm going to buy 5 DGD tokens. I'm going to, uh, I think I, got, I do got a wallet. I could put these in my trust wallet. I'm buying 5 DGD tokens today, and I'm, put, I'm cuffing these off in my wallet. 2 million coins? <laughs> Man, y'all don't even know how supply and demand work. That ain't, sh that's nothing. That's nothing. Like, Man, that ain't nothing. Two million coins. This thing could shake, rattle, and roll with the, at at at, at, at a, in a second if enough money was thrown at it when it wanted to. Um, I got in. Pundi X Grin. Is is are we able to look at Grin on here? That's another thing. I, I mean, another thing. I noticed this big hype over the Grin coin right now. Y'all, I don't go with the crowd. I know everyone's talking about Grin coin right now. Everyone's floating towards Grin coin right now. Not on my radar. Why? Just because I don't go with what everybody else goes with, man. That's just that's just me. I don't follow the herd. So when everybody's going left, I'm usually the person that goes right. Will I miss out on a couple of dollars because all y'all going left? Yeah, I may miss out on a couple of dollars. But hey, while y'all just got that 20% over here, this unknown coin that y'all ain't know shit about just did a 40% increase. And I gave y'all the heads up. But because everyone else ain't talking about it, y'all missed the, the, uh, the, the alley-oop that I threw you. You didn't even dunk it. You know what I mean? Um, let me see. We're not able to look at Grin on Trading View. Let's see. Uh, these are the top ten coins per chart. Like I said, I think I'm gonna start just doing a video on the top ten coins real quick. Just do an analysis on these. Man, look at that growth on Tron. Beautiful, beautiful. Tron ain't slowing down. LTC still looking good. Um, let's see. Let's see if we can get Grin pulled up. Coin signal and, and grins. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Grins not something that I'm gonna. Uh, uh, oh yeah, definitely opportunity. It's opportunity all in the market. All I'm saying is I don't look for the opportunity where everyone looks for opportunity yet. You gotta be. I'm a black sheep. That's it. That's all. I see too many people pushing grin. I'm cool on that. Now, am I telling anyone else not to go and hide a grin or go and invest in grin? Hell no. I'm just telling you me personally. I like to find my own stains, my own licks. Let's see. Can we look at grin? I mean, shit. How? Uh, let's see. Is Grin on Coin Market Cap yet? Let's see. I damn sure can't look at it on Trader View on Coin Signals. Let's take a look. Uh, in fact, I wanted to check in and see how Coin is doing. Also, oh no, the CJ's. Let's see, Grin. Uh, now that's Jen. That ain't. Ah, okay. Grin. Nope. Hmm. I see the Grin Tech. Um, here we go. Price chart info is on CoinGecko. Okay, so let's take a look at Grin real quick. Let's take a look at Grin real quick. It's all about research. Facts. Definitely. Definitely all about research. So let's see. Let's. Damn. It's down 84% within the last seven days, down 5% within the last 24 hours, and down 1% within the last. I mean, that 1.4% within the last hour. So, 
I guess anybody that would have invested in this in seven days ago when everyone else was talking about it, right now you're sitting at a pretty nice loss in green. Once again, sitting at a pretty nice loss in green, family. For anyone that would have, you know, followed this, this one of the reasons I tell y'all I don't go for that shit. Y'all can chase all these coins that everyone's telling y'all y'all should invest in and do all that. I'm not going for it. I, I go with what 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 catches my eye, and green wasn't one of them. Only reason being because everyone was talking about it. You know what I mean? Uh, I got the podcast coming up too. I'm going 50 minutes on the podcast. I'm gonna give it a full hour, so I got about 10 more minutes to laugh. So the podcast will be available today. But yeah, I'm um, just looking at Grand since all time high. We're down 98 <laughs> percent. Be honest. Let's be honest. How many of y'all bought Grand when everyone else told y'all to buy it? Right now, you're sitting at a pretty extensive loss. Don't lie. Shame the devil. How many of y'all follow somebody else telling y'all to go buy this coin? And right now, you're sitting at more than a 50% loss. You know, because the thing about it, a lot of people that push these coins and have people buying these things, the people that buy these things don't comprehend how to read the price chart. Don't comprehend how to get in and out of trades. So when you got the masses following you, you're saying, hey, yes, get into this coin. This is a good investment. And you're buying, you know, up here. And those people don't know how to get out of a trade. And they're just holding the coin. And you're telling them, hey, don't worry. It's going to be okay. We're going to pop off. And all they see is their USD value growing down and down. And down, man, I mean, what do you tell investors? You know what I mean? What do you tell investors? Um, Definitely, I mean, you definitely buy when it's low, but you don't look. This is what I tell people. Friends don't let friends buy in on downtrends. This coin, in my opinion, don't have enough life in it for me to even enter a position right now. If I can't get on here and actually, let's see. Ah, there we go. That's what I want to look at. Something I can, can comprehend. What? The trading view widget is unavailable. Wow. I, could, I couldn't do anything with this if I wanted to, family. I ain't going to lie to you. Let's see. Let's look at the last seven days. This is the most I can give you. Last seven days, we went from $30, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people buy it in, all the way down, down, down. To where we at right now, about four dollars, three dollars, and some change. So everyone was hyped. <whistles> now this is where we at. You know. Always wait until the price drop. I was at the same time. Hey, that synchronicity. Twenty-eight one price uh, conference. So watch the spike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. Yeah, but definitely um, before entering the cryptocurrency space, family, I suggest you get a, a, a simple comprehension of how to read charts, how to read candlesticks, how to look for support and resistance. What is a candlestick? What is a price chart? What is price volume? You know what I mean? What is a trend? You got people that are putting their money into this that doesn't know what the hell a trend is, family. That's why I tell y'all comprehension is key in this space. Do not let greed be the reason that you get taken out of this space. Do not jump in this. The other day, altcoins were going crazy. Bum fuck crazy. Excuse my language. And I told people, don't let them shiny ass green candlesticks get you effed up out here, man. Y'all supposed to be getting this shit when it's low. Anytime you see the market going crazy and everything's in the green and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm happy. Let me go buy everything because it's going up. No, you're the one being sold to, man. Y'all got to understand. If something shoots up 100% in a day and then tomorrow... It or it drops 50% within that time frame from the mall. When you look at that thing, especially when you're just looking at percentages, oh, it's up 50%. But you're not knowing we just took a 50% L from the all-time high. So you're actually buying in on the, on the dip. There was no volume at that price. Exactly. High volume, low price. High volume, low price. More volume coming in, the price is stabilizing. All I'm saying is you got to get a full comprehension. Not a full comprehension, but I suggest individuals to get a comprehension before they just jump into this market and decide to start trading in and other things. That's all I'm asking, family. Um, Let me see. With that being said, do we have any any other? Uh, I think, brother, uh, oh, you want to look at Pundiax, right? Let's see. Uh, NPXS. If anyone is new to this uh, market, family, I do have a book available. I do have a book available called The Puzzle. In fact, let me see. Uh give you just sort of a preview of the book the puzzle and it is for anyone just starting off in cryptocurrency you do receive a free 30-minute consultation with yours truly the bitcoin block bully and just so that you all know those 30-minute consultations usually go go into about an hour sometimes an hour and a half and it's, it's still free i don't ask for anything extra you know what i mean that's just me but uh let's see right now biggest mistake i made last year was buying in an uptrend 
Hey, yep. Yep, definitely. I mean, eh, I'm not even going to I was going to try to explain buying in the downtrend or buying in the uptrend. Um, yada, 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 yada. Um, let's see. Let me see if I can find this book I shared. Just because I, I want to give y'all a sort of a preview of the information that's in my book. And, I mean, anyone, if anyone's watching right now that's received a copy of my book, can you just give your own personal, uh, your own personal opinion on the book as far as, you know, how helpful it was? If it wasn't helpful, let them know, like, I ain't learned shit. And then the, uh, the, uh, consultation that followed for anyone that has taken a consultation with me or anyone that's had a consultation with me, period. It may not even have bought the book, but just may have donated to me for, you know, an hour worth of my time. And, you know, nine times out of 10, you probably got two hours worth of my time. Um, just give a simple a simple uh, opinion just on me, the book, period, my expertise at what I do as far as teaching cryptocurrency. Um, what I'm looking for right now is my post on the puzzle just so I can show y'all that. I want to go through that real quick. Um, where is it? Let's see. Oh, also, if anyone would like the information that I brought within this last hour, please hit the like and or love button and share this out. Share this out for anyone who may need to get this information. But let me show you at least a like or a love. You know what I mean? I don't get, you know, nobody hits the cash app. I don't see the Bitcoin address getting hit whatsoever. You know what I mean? So no donations coming through that way. But at least hit the like or love button. That's the least. And that's why I like platforms such as Scent. Right? That's why I like platforms such as Scent. Right? Um, Let's see. Um, what am I doing here? Hide that. Hide that. There we go. Let me bring this back over here. So, this is a copy of my book, The Puzzle, as explained by Amir Jali. And this is just the introduction. And I'm actually revising the book right now, so the introduction doesn't, I mean, it looks like this, but there's a whole bunch of more added information into the, uh, the uh, updated one. You see Punny X removed the invite option to the X wallet. Hey, you gotta you hey you need the bookmark. You gotta get in, uh, you gotta get in when you can, man. Hey, look, they're giving away free stuff, brother Riley. They're giving away free stuff. They're not gonna just keep, man. Look, get in when you can fit in. Get in while the getting in is good. Like I told people, I got into cryptocurrency when they weren't asking for ID, they weren't asking for information. You could just willy-nilly use a, 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 a email and get into a lot of cryptocurrency platforms when I first got in. I, I was using the Bitcoin ATMs way before they would ask you to put any ID up to that thing. You know what I mean? The book explains the space well. The consultations are the bomb. Thank you, brother Tim. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. At least somebody can go ahead and give an honest opinion. Like, man, look, the brother explains it well in the one-on-ones. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But um, this is just a short introduction. Uh, I'm going to give you an introduction to my book. Before we get into Bitcoin alone, I will try my best to explain what cryptocurrency is as a whole, which Bitcoin is the divine father of. Simply put, cryptocurrency is a medium of exchange like cash, but it was made for the sole purpose of exchanging digital information through a process which is dictated by certain principles of cryptography. These principles are used to control the creation of new coins. Simply put, cryptocurrency is electricity converted into lines of code that hold a monetary value or a digital currency. The Bitcoin was the atom or the first cryptocurrency created back in 2008, but it wasn't released as an open source software until 2009. And today, the, there are hundreds of other altcoins, now thousands of them. When I wrote this book, you got to remember, when I wrote this book, this is almost two years ago when I wrote this book. So a lot's changed since then. And you also have the little definitions of words at the bottom. Um, cryptocurrency is decentralized. So unlike centralized banking, for example, the Federal Reserve System, where the government controls the value of currency like USD or United States dollars through the process of printing fiat money, cryptocurrency is strictly a peer-to-peer -peer network with no central authority. Um, most cryptos are made to decrease in production over time, like Bitcoin, which creates a market cap on them. The market cap is, comp is, comp is comp uh, comprised of the price of the coin times the circulating supply. I explained that in my book what a market cap is. So, for example, if Bitcoin is $2,110, and look, I'm going to tell y'all something. You can go, you, if, anyone that's gotten a copy of this book, this tells you how long I've been in cryptocurrency. Because when I wrote this book, those prices that you see right now, were the actual prices of everything that uh that that I, I took these screenshots when I wrote the book. So let's see what was Bitcoin was two thousand one hundred and ten dollars. Ripple was twenty two cent. Ethereum was one hundred and sixty three dollars. Ethereum Classic was fifteen bucks. Litecoin was twenty four dollars and twenty nine cent. Damn near back to where we was. Dash was one hundred and seven. Monero was thirty five bucks. 
Um, Stella Lumens was three cents. It was three cents a Stella. Right now, Stella, 10 cents. So even if you missed the whole boom, if you bought this shit two years ago, you're still sitting at a 10. No, that would be what? A 7X on Stella Lumens. 7X right now. You know what I mean? Uh, I go, so, for example, if Bitcoin is $2,010.46 and there are 16,354,962 coins in circulation in the market cap as shown in the example above, when multiplied, you get a market cap of 